the MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Get started today and you'll get a risk-free bet up to $500. Terms and conditions apply. Get the details at wynnbet.com and download the app today. We're also brought to you by Coors Light. When you're sweating out your bets, make sure to grab a mountain cold refreshment. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered and cold packaged. It's literally made to chill. We're also brought to you by PropSwap, America's number one app to buy and sell sports bets. Use promo code SGP on your first deposit and receive up to $500 in bonus cash. That's PropSwap.com, promo code SGP. We're also brought to you by the SGPN app. Just enter SGPN in the App Store or Google Play Store. Hi, everybody. Welcome along to the MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. My name's Malcolm Bamford, here to take you through our weekend picks across all the MLB action. And joining me, as always, uh, from Houston, Texas, is Mr. Moonaf Manji. Moonaf, how are you? Doing well, sir. Uh, I know we're talking offline. It's a busy, busy week, maybe, in baseball. A little, lot of little stuff going on. But uh, it's kind of the, have... the the game's just grinding away. Really, the the season is just getting along now. It's it's chugging along. Um, yeah. There hasn't been an awful lot of um, stellar news, sort of on the field. But there's just been loads of little little nitpicky bits, odds and sods, and a few daft things that we'll get to in a little while as well. Yeah, uh, and, uh, but certainly lots to talk about. Yeah, certainly lots to talk about. So, uh, do you have? Well, before we get into, do you have any updates on on your uh, on your on your on your baseball career, uh, well, we didn't have a game last weekend. Um, okay. But I, I, do you know what I've been doing this afternoon? I have been. They've started calling me groundskeeper Willie uh, out the Simpsons because I got it in my head that yeah. I wanted to plant a few flowers and stuff around the diamond and make it all very nice. Yeah. Uh, so I've been down this afternoon with because uh, we've got a double header against Sheffield are coming in on Sunday. Um, so we've been down and we've rolled the mound and we've cut stuff and strimmed stuff and I've planted my flowers and um, I'll yet to be seen. A lot of people are claiming this is a pathetic attempt to make the squad as well, which is uh, might be true. I think if I do all this, it's hard for them to leave me out, um, which is one <laughs> way of going about getting selected. So they haven't announced the squad yet, but I think Sheffield are quite good and I've got a feeling I might not be needed, Moonaf. I, I kind of got the nod against Durham a few weeks ago. It was Durham of the, uh, Durham of the Arizona Diamondbacks of the British um, okay. Double A League. So I think Sheffield are more Los Angeles Dodgers. Um, so they might not need a 45-year-old low-leverage defensive fielder. So well, they, they may need you to submit the uh, the 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 card before the game. Also, they you might need to might need you to get something like that. Right? Even a, a ceremonial first pitch or something will do me. <laughs> I'm all right with that. <laughs> oh my flowers! So yeah, on Sunday night, moon I'll have more for you. Right. Uh, I'll tell you, I've been riding the pine for six hours on Sunday. But if I've got a beer in the sunshine, then uh, then that'll suit me. There you go. It's the first day without football today. Although I've just found some, I've just found Bolivia and Uruguay uh, in the Copper America when I thought there was going to be no football. Uh, these are always the worst tournament days because you get sort of blanket bombed with three games a day for a fortnight. The World Cup's even worse because I normally get three weeks worth of three games a day. Yeah, and then that first day when they have to have the little group, little break between the end of the group stage and the first knockout stage, you're absolutely bereft. You don't know, you can't remember what you did with your life. 
54, uh, there was three games a day on. So um, how did the group stages beat you? How did you find your, your football education? Yeah, soccer education, sorry, I'll call it. No, I think football is a proper term. We idiots over here call it soccer <laughs> or in the rest of the world calls it, uh, calls it uh, uh, football. But I thought it went pretty well. I mean, I think I was learning from the guys in our Slack channel about soccer. You know, I'm still asking for the validation, but um, I think I'm getting a hang of it. You know, it, it's good to always get involved in uh, football. So it's always a fun sport to, uh, to watch uh, other than all the flopping that goes on. But it, I think it's one of the more exciting sports to watch. I will say this it is definitely one of the best, I think, atmospheres and to be part of as a, as yeah. a, as a football game. And I, I think, you know, one year when I do, if I make a trip out, out there to Europe, I probably want to catch a like a like one of those rivalry games. Uh, yeah, the big derby there. match. Yeah. yeah. So You'd want Liverpool Everton then or something, wouldn't you? Yeah, something fun like that. Excellent, yeah. So England played Germany uh, on Tuesday. Actually, if we can squeeze past them, that half of the draw has mm. opened right out. All the rubbish teams have ended up uh, on that half of the draw, Ukraine and Sweden and people like that. So uh, if we can sneak past the Germans, which we never do, um, then, yeah, we've got a squeak of opening it up. So, um, right, enough of that, Munaf. Um, baseball. Do you know why I'm talking about football? I'm putting off having to get to our picks again. Because... <laughs> <laughs> I think if the longer we talk about football, we might forget that I have to tell you um, that I both sucked and blowed last week uh, for the second week running. Um, let's get it out of the way. I wasn't even close. Um, my luck. Well, my luck wasn't terrible. I mean, that's all I've got. If it's It wasn't terrible. Um, I took the Cubs against the Indians on Monday night, mm-hmm. um, which was Albert Alzale. Right against Darren Savali. And listen, I'll tell you, I've, we've got two pitches here. Um, one with a stat line of 4.2 innings pitched. Yep. Gave up three hits and two walks, struck out five. The other one, 4.2 innings pitched, three hits, one walk, struck out five. So barring one walk difference, they have exactly the same uh, stat line. Um, except as they left the game 3-0 down, yeah, uh, Savali stayed in the game 3 0 up. I uh, left the game 3 0 up, sorry. Um, so yeah, it was fine margins. Um, and the Indians beat the Cubs 4 to nothing. Uh, my dog was not fine margins, however. Uh, this was quite a, ward, a, a wide margin defeat. Um, I took Keegan Aiken for the Astro uh, for the Orioles against the Astros on Monday night. Um, again, a bit of an odd one, this because. Innings one, two, four, five, and six were all absolutely fine, uh, mm. but in inning five, um, in inning three, he gave up five runs, um, and then the Astros got it done later on. But generally, I've got no excuses there. So a little bit unlucky with one, uh, absolutely awful with the other one. So yeah, I'll take my medicine again. Um, it was a bit of a ruby week all around, though. I think um, you went one for two, and then. Obviously, Nick went one for two, and yeah. we'll get to well in a little while. But um, talk us through your your one for two, Munaf. Well, I, I'll say this: going back to your uh, Baltimore pick, did you see Jake Odorizzi throwing a five inning? That was out? the other thing. I watched the game, yeah, and he was so like Jacob Degrom. Um, <laughs> He stood up, he looked relaxed, he looked composed, he looked in control. And I started at various points checking that I'd done the, that I'd got the right picture. I thought, if, they, if I missed something, if I, am I checking stat lines? I was going back through game logs because he just looked like a different bloke. Um, yeah. 
and yeah, I mean that's I suppose that that can happen on any given night. Like he's a he's a, he's a major league pitcher, so uh, he certainly pitched like one on Monday. Yeah, and the thing with these Astros bats are if they get like it always seems like they have like one hot inning where the game practically is over. And I think we saw that over, I think out of two out of the three games from uh, the Astros against the Baltimore Orioles. But um, yeah, the, we'll get to the Astros in a little bit, but I'll get to my picks here quickly. Uh, uh, I had the Astros on Tuesday night. It was Zach Grinky on the mound. Um, again, I think I got a bit lucky there. I, I took the run line for the Astros uh, as my lock, they were tied, I believe, one to yeah, one to one going into the seventh. The Astros tacked one more on. I was like, oh god, I'm not sure if they're going to be able to pull off one more run. But then they were able to salvage one more in the eighth inning, and they were able to um, shut them down in the eighth and ninth inning. So I got the W there. And then my dog last night was this was pretty much over before the second inning was complete. Uh, I thought Garrett Richards would have had a better performance than he did last night, but um, he, I believe he gave up five earned runs in the first two innings. I think he gave up a, the, the Red Sox got out to a one, nothing lead. And then the um, Orioles, sorry, not Orioles, the Rays added two more or they got two in the bottom of the first. And then they got three more in the bottom of the second. And that's all she wrote. And then the uh, Red Sox were unable to get much scoring done. So Bad call on my part there. Um, so, you know, on to next week, but uh, I'll take a one and one. Just lost a little juice there. Yeah, that's all right. I was expecting maybe Rich Hill just to regress slightly. I was expecting him to come, to come back to the field a little bit. Um, he's been pitching really, really well. Um, and he continued that on uh, last night. Um, Nick sent through his lock for Tuesday. Yeah. Uh, which went down the Rays money line against the Red Sox. Uh, the Rays went with a bullpen day. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ryan Yarbrough uh, followed a starter in there, went into extra innings, but the Red Sox won one of those crazy games. It is a lottery at that point. Uh, so he lost in extras, which was a bit unlucky. Uh, but he did score with his dog, did Nick, on Tuesday, uh, which was the Tigers uh, against the Cards. Um, the Tigers got to the card starter of Yedo pretty early on. Uh, scored six in the fourth innings, two in the fifth, won the game 8-2. Mm. Uh, so one and one for Nick, uh, but it was his dog that hit, so that would have been a little bit of profit there. And then, as if you had to ask, uh, Will Moorman, uh, double dubs for Will. Um, on Tuesday, uh, Kyle Hendricks, um, who seems to have settled down now. He was going kind of good start, bad start. Yeah. Um, and But now he's just going good start, good start, good start. Uh, six shutout innings. Um and the Cubs got that done 7-1 um, on Tuesday night. And then he took Erod against the Rays on Tuesday, which was the opposite of um, Nick Dan's dog, um, lock that went down. So someone had to win. Um, but Will got on the right side of that one. So uh, Will went two for two, uh, taking our overall total to what? Two, three, four, four and four. We'll take that with... Uh, with a couple of dogs hitting. So, yeah, nothing in it. I mean, it was a bit like being handcuffed to a ghost, Moonaf, uh, dealing with me at the moment. But um, four and four, and, and we'll pick out some winners this week. Yeah, so I will say this. When all four of us started picking games, um, we are now update our 14 and nine in all of our picks, so we're at about 61%. So I know we got off to the hot start in week one when we uh, had uh, Nick and Will start making picks. 
but uh, we've uh, cooled off a little bit. But uh, like I said, we're going to continue to keep grinding here, and uh, hopefully this week we'll 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 both have a better week. Yeah, we'll take fourteen to nine, Moon. Off. There's okay. uh, there's no I in team. Uh, the team is doing well. There is uh, Sally. Sorry, I'm 50, I've added I've added tonight's two games on because that took me to fifty percent again. Uh, so that suited me. There's only been again for the consecutive Thursdays. We haven't got a load of in play stuff to talk about. There was two early games, right? Uh, which are done now, uh, and then there's nothing till sort of midnight my time. So the uh, and they, they were both chalky favourites. Really, actually, I thought the Yankees were quite a good price. Mm. Um, something like minus. Maybe one one forty ish, with Tyone on the mound. Um, they've beaten the Royals eight to one, and the Athletics with Chris Bassett on the mound. Uh, they were short. So the both games got done early. The Yankees were four 0 up after three. Uh, the A's were three 0 up after one. So two two bloodless chalky victories. Uh, took me to fifty uh, percent. I think it's seventeen and seventeen. And uh, you you going along quite nicely, aren't you, Mudoff? Yeah, for some reason, I don't know why my picks didn't load this morning on tally side. I know I missed the first game, the Yankees game for sure, but I did have the A's. But I'm not going to count that to my record because it's not posted here. But 19 and 13 so far this week, uh, right around 59%. So uh, another good week. I did have the Royals again. I did pick the Royals against um, uh, Garrett Cole. The first game, oh. I believe. So I, I think I got a nice, nice plus 275 cash there. So. <laughs> Um, it's been a bit yeah. of a goldmine, Garrett Cole, for the show this year because he's obviously just so prohibitive, prohibitively short. Um, it's almost not worth uh, banking on him. But the the Yankees haven't done him many favors, uh, and he's got turned over at, at big odds uh, quite a few times this year. Yeah, the bats kind of came along for for the uh, Yankees in the last two nights on Wednesday. I think yesterday they get, they came from behind and won that game. I believe Gary Sanchez was the hero last night. Yeah. Let me double. Yeah. Gary Sanchez homered in the bottom of the night. And then uh, Luke Voigt uh, got a uh, RBI single to walk it off for them. And then today I was watching that game. I had the over nine runs. It ended up pushing. But uh, another great game by the heart of the order by the Yankees. So it seems like almost their bats are maybe starting to turn around here a little bit, which they really do need. Uh, Gary Sanchez, again, was great today. Aaron Judge hit a home run. Uh, Stan was pretty good, so if they're able to get some type of production out of that bottom of that lineup, we might see, we might 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 start seeing what we're expecting to see from these Yankees bats because seven, eight, and nine tonight were combined a o of ten with the uh, yeah, not a single hit or a run scored for that bottom of that lineup. So yeah, the uh, the middle of that order tonight looked quite settled. Actually, it looked yeah. um looked quite composed, didn't they? And I think Luke Voigt had a um a big say in that they've, they've missed Luke Voigt. He's been, he's been a key piece for them. Mm-hmm. And like you say, they were just coming up tonight. Um, Stanton following judge Voigt coming in to follow. Yeah. Even I know Ruggio door at six, they'll probably, they'll probably be expecting better um, than him at some point, but um, they might even spend a bit of money at the, at the trade deadline as well. But yeah, the middle of that Yankees um, order just looked, looked composed and settled. We've talked about this before that you can look at all the numbers you want, but at some point you do have to watch a game and, and see who's passing the eye test and see what teams look like when they're playing. Uh, and it's not often. That's why I'm a little bit behind. We're going to talk tonight about the uh, Dodgers and the Giants and the Padres, what's going on over there. And that's something that I have to 
rely on numbers a lot more because I don't get to see because it's occurring at three o'clock in the morning uh, where the East Coast teams and uh, teams that play a lot more day games are teams that I can, I can get across tonight and just looking at the Yankees side uh, they were a different team than the team sort of three weeks into the season where you watch that game and they, they were unwatchable they were playing some awful baseball yeah, and, uh, you know, we talk about how teams kind of regress back to the mean, and hopefully this is a turnaround for them because the Royals are playing better than what we expected throughout the season. I mean, the beginning of the season, they got off to a really hard, hot start, and it seems like they've cooled off a little bit. But, uh, you know, Jameson Tyone tonight pitched, pitched a pretty damn good game. He went six and a third inning, only allowed one run, run, five hits. So hopefully their pitching turns around also, and, and then the, the bats follow. But, uh, they get the series victory, and I think they uh, they get yeah they get the Red Sox this weekend, so that's going to be a fun series. Yeah, so uh, this week's news, um, I know we talked about it before, and everyone's talking about it, but I think we'll take a bit of a different angle this uh, tonight with it. the the sticky stuff situation. Yeah, uh, obviously the um, it kicked in on Monday the the league's um, protocol for for checking this and it just all looks a little bit silly and especially for someone like me who's not especially au fait with how this comes about and what kind of baseball should look like and just talk us a little bit through it Rudolph because I just keep thinking these it's like a weird police stop and search okay, we have a thing in this country I don't know if you have it over there it's called stop and search where the police have this power and they use it in inner cities a lot and it's quite a controversial tactic um, where they'll just they can just stop anyone in the street for no good reason okay. uh, and sort of frisk you down and it's tended to be young people and drugs and things like that. Yeah. Except it's major league pitchers who are getting stopped and searched. <laughs> uh, and there's been some really funny reactions, and there's been some there's been some funny visuals this week with it all. Yeah, it's so it's it started on uh, the implementation of the checking started. I believe it was on Monday, and I, I kind of zooming out. I feel like if you were an umpire, don't you think it would kind of put you in an awkward position, like checking oh, these pitchers? Yeah. Absolutely. It, I mean, they must go and say something before the game. Either go down to the locker room or um, have a little chat. Because they, they, they deal with these people a, a lot of times a year. Uh, and you always say that the, the relationship that a catcher has with the uh, with the home plate ump. You know, they're, always, they're, they're, they're physically quite close. They're always chatting to each other. They're yeah. the first ones to go and help them when they, get, uh, when they take a foul ball in the grill and all that sort of caper. Yeah. Um, and now, like you say, they are treating them like criminals. It just looks to me, it's just a really odd thing to look at. And I couldn't believe if I was trying to um, explain that to my boy, um, what on earth they were doing. And these are the stars of the game. These are the people that people want to watch, the people are paying to watch. Yeah, Jacob deGrom and Max mm. Scherzer, who I know you've got things to say about here. Um it just looks absolutely preposterous. It, it's completely and utterly baffling, Munaf. And the crazy part is, so I guess we could get some of the ones that were circulating on social media and some of the news outlets was Max Scherzer pitched against the uh, Phillies. I believe it was Monday or Tuesday night and he got his routine check done. And, you know, Mac, Max Scherzer is a spirited guy. He's, he's passionate about the game and he's always fired up. So, you know, obviously this is going to bother Max Scherzer having to get checked for, you know, foreign substances on him, but, so he got checked, I think, the, a first time and then I believe a second time also. And then 
in the middle of an inning, Joe Girardi, after I believe he recorded one out, and then Joe Girardi asked the umpires to check Max Scherzer a third time during the middle of the inning because usually the checks happen once the inning is complete by the pitcher. And Joe Girardi asked the umpires to check on him because he kept rubbing his forehead and his hair. And Girardi, <laughs> yeah, so Girardi after the game says that <laughs> all the times. I've watched Max Scherzer pitch. He's never done that before. And this is the Phillies manager, yeah? Yeah, the Phillies manager. He used okay. to be a Yankee, yeah, Yankees manager, so now he got hired by the Phillies. I believe this is his second or <laughs> second season. So after the inning, so that kind of went down, and, and Max Scherzer was upset about that, and rightfully so, right? So when the umpires were approaching him in the middle of the inning, he just kind of threw his hat down. He threw his glove down. He took off his belt from his uh, his pants and uh he was upset about it so once he completed the inning um max was walking off of the mound headed into his dugout but he was staring down joe girardi in the phillies dugout and i think that kind of irked girardi and girardi came out of the boat or the, the dugout and was saying to joe, max scherzer come on or like he wanted to fight him or something i was like well old man you need to calm down because <laughs> max scherzer will murder you and that got him ejected from the game and uh, Max Scherzer went back into the dugout and took off his hat and showed his hands across to the Phillies dugout. And it was a whole spectacle to see. And then I think after the game was over, I believe the next day, the GM of the nationals was on a local radio show in Philadelphia or in Washington. And he called Joe Girardi a con artist because of what happened the previous night with the checking of Scherzer and all that. So and the, I think this is the part about Max Scherzer where these the, these guys are are funny guys and they're human and they're they're good guys. So the next night or the next day, it was a day game between the Nationals and the Phillies. And Max Scherzer was on the steps of the dugout, and uh, Bryce Harper was up to bat, and he tells the umpire to check. Uh, uh, he told him to check uh, Matt, uh, Bryce Harper's hair because if you've seen <laughs> Bryce Harper's hair, he always it's, it's long, so he probably has to put product and, and stuff like that to make it look nice. And I thought that was just funny from Max Scherzer and and Bryce Harper had a good laugh about it also. So um, that was one of the spectacles that happened from the from the checking of the foreign substance at the umpires and the league instituted or the league instituted. Sorry. Yeah, Max Scherzer is quite a, he's a funny character to watch. He's quite he's quite physical with everything he does he's quite demonstrative it's all yeah. it's all facial expressions and arms and legs and things like that um but yeah there's been just been various pictures this week of um pictures with their pants off and with their shirt sleeves rolled up you put the solo to that Sergio Romo <laughs> was pretty much bollock naked while yeah. he was, while he was getting his check done did you did you see that I haven't seen it, though. No. It, it was funny. So, um, first of all, I don't know why Sergio Romo is getting upset because he's a reliever. Reliever, I believe he's with the A's, and I think um, yeah. So the inning was over, and then they, you know, they have to obviously check him. This guy literally throws his hat and his his glove, and literally like pulls his pants down and his his jersey <laughs> out. I'm like, man, what are you doing? Like, this is. It's not the umpire's fault that they're the league is making you or making them check pitchers after every after innings for these foreign substances. So uh, it looks really bad when pitchers are doing that and trying to show up the umpires because it's really not their fault about. Yeah. What's it's the, on, right? the umps. Are, I, I can't imagine the umps are enjoying it even yeah. a little bit. Yeah. Um, I'll tell you what though, Munaf, he has a, he has a solution for you. Um, so all the MLB pitchers, I assume are in one big WhatsApp group. I can't see why they wouldn't be. <laughs> um, 
if they just decided tomorrow, bollocks to it, we'll just all carry on using what we're using and all the starting pitchers go out and all get thrown out after the first game. Because that's what's going to happen, yeah? Yeah. They're all going to get thrown out. Right. And then reliever number one comes in and immediately gets thrown out and so on and so forth. What's the what's going to be the end game of that? The the league will have to do something about it. Yeah. Um, the no game can go ahead, so there's going to be no penalty to one team or the other. Uh, the players are getting suspended with full pay. Right. It's just going to show up the league. It's going to show up the league f- for a ridiculous, an absolutely ridiculous situation for one night. I think it would make a great spectacle. I would love nothing more mm-hmm. than just to watch pitcher after pitcher getting thrown out um, until there's nobody left. Then you have like shortstop and first basemen and outfielders throwing. They're all in it as well. Yeah, they're all getting covered in sticky. There's no one left that in the be... top of the first. No players left. They've all been ejected. All fifty-two of them of both rosters. <laughs> and then the Rob Manford has the 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 balls to come out and say on Tuesday or yesterday that. The checking is going really well. <laughs> yeah. And I cannot believe I saw that on Twitter where that he actually came out and said that when you had those incidents with Sergio Romo and uh, with Max Scherzer and Joe Girardi. So I thought that was just funny to see. And then on the flip side, just to kind of wrap this up, the Otani was pitching yesterday and he had to get checked. And the, the fans or people that were recording the video were saying he was being like one of the nicest guys about it. Yeah. And you can imagine it doing yeah, that. And so I thought that that was kind of funny, but it'll be interesting to see how this continues to transpire uh, uh, for the course of the season. And, you know, if there's some type of change that comes to it or these pitchers and, and managers kind of get frustrated. One more note, like uh, to mention that what some of the ex players were coming out and saying that, if a pitcher or if a manager is requesting the umpires to check a pitcher in the middle of an inning and those those managers turn out to be incorrect about what they see, that they should be penalized somehow and that they were saying yeah. that they should dock a the challenge yes. that they're able to use during the game. What are your thoughts on that? Well, I think the Girardi Scherzer incident just highlights to me you know that whatever happens in sports someone will try and take advantage of it it'll be something cynical um we've seen it with covid and like it's been in the premier league over here they wanted to up the the substitutions from three to five and yeah. and that's suited the bigger teams who've got bigger squads at manchester city you've got five decent substitutes newcastle haven't yeah. um so there's always people trying to turn something as a competitive edge so is joe girardi playing mind games with max scherzer um, is he trying to slow him down, possibly? Yeah. Uh, get into his head. Equally then, is, was Scherzer on the mound, f- like scratching his head, playing with his hair, trying to gauge a reaction? Is he now pretending to be up to something, that he's not up to something right. uh, for nefarious means? So it just kind of, the, the levels of distrust um, would go, um, just go through the roof with, are you trying to buy time to let your bullpen arm get warmed up they do that like that's how they use mound visits a lot isn't it to 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 give a chance an extra an extra minute or so uh, for your pitcher to get warmed up so could you challenge could you make that accusation about the pitcher uh, slow the game down to give to give a bullpen arm another couple of minutes to warm up so yeah i think hopefully it's it can't go on like this i can't see this being in place um permanently it's just absolute madness like uh so we'll have to say what pans out but certainly haven't heard the end of it but um i know the 
has there been any sort of results gambling wise on the Slack channel on Monday was rife with theory and counter theory. It was making me laugh. Everyone had a theory about <laughs> people were saying, well, oh, well, the pitchers aren't going to be able to pitch, so I'm going to take run lines. Yeah. Um, and then other people were saying, well, no, but the, this this will happen, so I'm going to take unders. So everyone had their own theory about it. Um, obviously, a tiny sample, but uh, was there anything anything come out of that the last few nights? Uh, I didn't see anything in particular that kind of came out of it. Um I've kind of been tracking the over-unders for these games, and it's almost split 50-50 that half the games are going over, half the games are going under. Um, You know, so I think – I'm not sure if it's affecting pitchers as much as we think it should be, but um, certainly the spin rates are down. We know that for a fact. We we have websites that are tracking that, but – um, I haven't really dug into if it's really affecting strikeout numbers, but I'm sure like the market and the books are adjusting for that because especially like, I think I said this last podcast is that with the not so many sports going on right now, because baseball is the only one with so many games, um, though they the books have that time to make those adjustments on player props and, and on totals. So I have noticed that totals are a, they seem a half a run, so almost a full run higher than what they were pre foreign substance uh, implementation of the checking. So um, again, I think it's just by a pitcher by pitcher and team by team basis. Yeah, so we'll, we'll certainly keep an eye on that one. A yeah. uh, couple of other little bits from the week. Um, Degrom was back. Our usual Degrom yo-yo chat was back on Monday. Was outstanding. Uh, made a ridiculous play, uh, a catch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That needs to be seen to be believed. And he's going to keep the Mets ticking over. Um, Wanda Franco, who people have talked about for for three years, when's Wanda Franco going to be ready, um, came up on Monday or Tuesday night. Yeah. And the number one prospect in all of baseball. Um, the only player with a, a 80, an 80 rank uh, for all his tools. Um, and he was great. Uh, he does a little bit of everything. Um He's he's a, he's power speed. Um, he can uh, play defense and uh, hit a three run bomb. He had a did he have a steal? He had a walk. He had um RBIs. Uh, did a little bit of everything. And, and Rays fans uh, and baseball fans in general um, have been waiting a long time to see Wonder Franco. They've really teased him out, um, but he was up this week and he he should be here to stay and he should be a star. Yeah. Did you see who picked him up in our fantasy league? In our no. SG? You should probably Didn't go check actually. Him. Yeah, you should see who picked him up. Yeah. Was it you? <laughs> yeah, it was me. Hell. <laughs> <laughs> I had you silly up. man. Moonaf's made a bold play to scrape himself off the bottom of the league <laughs> in mid June. It's about is, time, Moonaf, you've this had is a the uh, man. This is the man that's going to turn it around for me this season. I'm gonna dig myself out of last place with, with Wonder Franco on, on my lineup, but um well, I'll tell you what then, Munaf. Small amount of trivia. If you, I'll give this. You've got a margin of error of one hundred points. Okay. How, how far behind the leader are you? Oh God, I, uh, the overall leader, first place. The, the the first place. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah I mean, oh, you're quite God. a long way be, yeah. behind the person who's second bottom. But no, we'll go with we'll go with the leader, uh, the overall leader, and you. What's the difference? I gotta say, it's like three or four thousand points. 
It's 5,240 <laughs> 5, points. So, Juan Franco is uh, good, Munaf. Is he 5,000 points good? Hey, uh, you know, my team's been battling a lot of injuries. If you take a look, I have a lot of guys <laughs> on the I.O. <laughs> I'm down there. Uh, I'm down there with the uh, Arizona Diamondbacks uh, this season. But uh, five thousand points—that's yeah. spectacular. I don't think that that's uh, even doable to, for me to come back. But I need to scrape myself <laughs> out of out of last place to be the laughing sock in our fantasy league. But yeah, well I mean, done for trying though with Wonder Franco. <laughs> Yeah, it, it was a good debut for him and uh, against the Red Sox. I was actually watching the game. I, I was more so watching to see how his debut would go uh, in addition yeah. to watching my team. But his second at bat where he tied that game up with the three-run home run was was absolutely phenomenal to see. His dad, I believe, was in the stands. And yes, that's so right. So excited for him. So um, uh, that that's a, a, a big get for the Rays because they were really struggling uh, scoring runs and batting. So, you know, maybe he provides some spark uh, for the Rays. Yeah, I hope so. I think, like I said, he'll be here to see. He might have a little slump at some point. We've seen it with, we had this chat about Jared Kalanick, who yeah. then hit uh, 0.89, I think, uh, and was promptly sent back down. Um, so, yeah, but um, if we see a little slump, um, that's all it'll be, and, and we expect him to be a star. Um, other bits and bobs, the Angels made some history last night. DH Shohei Otani for the first time. Um which was very interesting and actually it kind of went okay while he was pitching. And then the game went into extras and it ended up costing them a little bit because they'd obviously lost that DH slot. Yeah. Um, and they had a quite a short bench. I think they had some injuries uh, or Justin Upton was uh, unable to bat, but was, uh, was still on the bench. They hadn't replaced him. So they only had two, two people who could pinch it. And they ended up with Griffin Cannon had to go and play right field. And <laughs> then had to, um, he had to lead off the, maybe the 11th inning. He had to lead off one of the extra innings anyway, uh, with the zombie runner on. He managed to get his bunt down. Um, but that game from extras finished eight, one or eight, three or something ridiculous like that. Uh, there was a load of runs in the bottom of one inning. So it was an interesting thing to do. It kind of came back to bite them a little bit. Uh, but yeah, Otani just making history left, right and centre. That was um, a game yesterday, right? Yeah, that's With right. The, yeah, it was just last night's game. Yeah, yeah. so I, I saw a couple guys or guys that I respect that are on gambling uh, Twitter that had the under in this game. And it was like, what, oh. one to one headed yeah. into extra innings and the Giants put up. They Well, they combined the <laughs> score was that three ten runs in the in the in the twelfth and thirteenth innings. So we've talked about this is that, you know, these are the type of things that will happen with the ghost runners, right? So yeah, here, here's absolutely. another great, another example of how, how it can happen. Well, we, yeah, we've said the 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 average it's over it's over two runs is the average um runs scored in extras. Something like about two point three maybe. I'll need to double check that. But it's 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 well over two. Um but yeah um Going into extras at one one, that is a bad beat. Like, um, you want to do uh, start a new feature called what was it called? Bonehead of the week. Is bonehead, that what you do? Yeah, bonehead of the week. Because be- we've got we we've got a nomination each year. I've got a, a funny nomination, uh, and you you sent me through yours as well. Um, I'll I'll go with mine first. Moonaf yeah. was I don't know if you saw Joey Votto never steals. 
uh, bases anymore. He just doesn't. Uh, but stole third because Manny Machado was doing the wave uh, the other <laughs> night. <laughs> Have you seen this? I haven't seen this. I'll need a Google it when you, and I get off of here with you. It's funny. This is, there's nothing to it. It's about six seconds. And Joey Votto's kind of just ambling around at second, not really interested in which. And Manny Machado was just watching the wave go around. Yeah. Uh, and then as the wave comes past, he puts his arms over his head and Joey Votto just strolls past him to third base. <laughs> and Manny Machado tries to style it out. Um, and it's like I say, it's about it's an eight-second clip, uh, but it, it's very funny. Like um, Manny Ch- Machado's been on a tear this week. He's been in really good form. Um, but yeah, that made me laugh. So mild bonehead, but it was more funny than boneheaded. However, I think your suggestion was uh, was really boneheaded. <laughs> Yeah, so this was the uh, Monday night Cubs and Indians game. And uh, I think it was bottom of the fourth inning and the Indians are up one to zero at this point. And Javi Baez managed to get on first base uh, with one out. And uh, Anthony Rizzo's up to bad and Anthony Rizzo hits a uh, pop, pop up or pop fly out to left field. And Javi Baez decides to run it out thinking there are two outs. So he takes off, he gets all the way to second base, turns second base, is headed into third and kind of throws his arms up. And at that point, I was kind of confused too because I could have sworn I saw he was one out. And then I think the left fielder got confused too (laughs) because he had to do like a double take and he threw it into the second baseman. Second baseman ran down to first base and tossed to the first baseman and doubled them off. And then, uh, so the uh, furthermore to that story is uh, Cubs manager David Ross was not very happy about that. He had a little chat with Javi Baez in the dugout after that play, and Javi Baez was benched after that. And I think they brought in uh, Alcantara to at shortstop to take his spot. So um, you, you got to know how many runs there are or how many outs there are when you're on the bases, because that could have been the difference of you tying that game up or maybe the next guy coming up and hitting a home run to give you the lead. But uh, that will probably be the my bonehead bonehead play of the week was Javi Baez. There is actually a third uh, possible nomination. Which I don't know if you've seen yeah. this. It just I saw I watched this af- this afternoon and forgot to mention it to you. Um, it was the uh, Diamondbacks against the um, was it the Brewers. Yeah, Who's the, play this uh, is it Daniel Vogel back? The great big round bloke. Who does he? Is he the Brewers? Um, I think he leads off for them. And he, um, the ball went into centre field. Uh-huh. Uh, was and Vogel back looked like he was going to score from second quite easily, mm-hmm. uh, but tripped over the bag at third base and kind of hurt himself. Yeah, um, and he came hobbling down the line towards first. I mean, he was dragging his leg behind him. Um, <laughs> he couldn't walk. Right <laughs> yeah, mate, it's really funny. Uh, and the D-backs just don't bother getting the ball in. And the, the commentator at this point becomes really agitated, and he starts screaming, "Throw the ball and throw the ball!" And Daniel Vogel, but must take twenty seconds to get home. Yeah, uh, while the while the outfielder throws it into the second baseman and then the second baseman just kind of stands with his hands on his hips uh, as as Vogel makes his way home at it's absolute snail's pace um, and he's the Diamondbacks yeah he's literally on one leg hobbling to home plate 
the umpire or the uh, the pitcher is upset that why aren't you throwing the ball? And yeah, the catcher's <laughs> screaming at him as well. But if well, you have to obviously you must be listening to it on mute at the moment. But yeah, when yeah. we get off, listen to the announcer because the announcer knows what's going on, yeah. and he's screaming at him to get the ball in. Get in. Um, the Diamondbacks are in such a funk uh, and things like that don't help. But yeah, that was, uh, that's up there for, for Javi Baez, Muna. That, that's funny. I think that might one, that one might take number one right there. Looking at it, <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's bad. Especially that, that it's funny because it's coming from like the worst team in the National League. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I didn't realize when we talked last week just how bad they'd been. I think they'd won yeah. five of 40 or 5 of 45 or something. It was absolutely horrific. I actually got them on Monday night um, as a dog. Um, The the game they won, Merrill Kelly got them the win. Yeah. Um, Yeah, and I had them down as one of my picks, so I was quite pleased with that. Um, But yeah, uh, I think they're going to be a little bit better. You know, I think they've been quite unlucky. Um, How about those Astros, Munaf? Yeah. Uh, A, 10-game winning streak, and then... Who on earth is Mattress Mac? Yeah, so, I mean, quickly, I know we talk about, we, we've been talking about the Angels and the Astros, or sorry, the A's and the Astros every single week with that AL West. And then the, um, I believe the other one is the NL Central. And I'll go, I know we're going to get to a division here in a second about our discussion tonight. But yeah, the Astros are on a 10 game winning streak here. I mean, um, they've, they've played. They, they, they haven't played the greatest opponents, but they're taking care of business against those opponents, right? And I think those are the times where, when you're trying to chase down a division title and and just stockpile those wins, those are the times where you need to do it. And they did it this past weekend or this past week against the Baltimore Orioles. Uh, last night, I think they won like 13 to one or zero, something like that. But yeah, they're on a 10 game winning streak streak. And um, Mattress Mac is a, so you know who Mattress Mac is, you know, he is. I don't think I do. No. Okay. Why so, would I know that? Oh, uh, because uh, he he's always been uh he's always making these big bets on the Astros. I, I know it's always all over Twitter. So, Mattress Mac is a local Houston uh, legend. He's he's one of like the most beloved guys in Houston, and he owns a chain of furniture stores down here called Gallery Furniture. And what he does every single year during the baseball season is that he puts a promotion up at all of his all of his uh, furniture stores. He has multiple locations all over the city. And what he does is that he will let customers buy $3,000 worth of furniture. I believe either that's the minimum or the maximum that you can buy from his store. And if the Astros win the World Series, you get that furniture for free. Get in, that's outstanding. Yeah. So now but what he does is that to offset that he will fly out to Vegas or wherever the sports book are, the legal sports book across the country. And he'll make a bet on the Astros to win the world series. So he did that this past week and it was on Twitter that he bet $2.3 million on <laughs> the Astros to win the world series at 10 to one, which would bank him, I believe $22 million if the Astros go on and win it. But if they don't, I'm sure he will be able to recuperate that money from sales, from his uh, gallery furniture stores, from uh, regardless if people are buying from the Astros promo or not, because he, he this guy makes a lot of money from his furniture stores. But again, 
This guy's a, a Houston legend. He does so much for the city, gives back his time and his money. And it's just one of the, one of the great guys that uh, Houston has. So uh, I think that was one of the story kind of what I mentioned that was kind of tagged along with the Astros. Yeah, excellent. I like this on the mattress, Mac. Uh, you need to get down there tomorrow, Moon and ask if you can uh, sponsor our podcast. <laughs> I will. Uh, we'll, get, we'll get ourselves a couple of big lazy boys shipped out to Northeast go. England. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, the Astros, they've got the Tigers coming in this weekend as well. So, I mean, yeah. that's a great chance for them just to uh, for just keep turning the screw a little bit. The A's have actually held with them. Um mm-hmm. The Astros have been one of the one of the teams that we absolutely hammered. Yeah, kind of from mid-April through to mid-May. With uh, we just thought that we we're going to get away from the uh, from the years and that even money we were we were big fans of even a little bit a little bit of plus money yep. uh, was kicking about at various points. Yep. But um, yeah, this ten-game winning streak. But they haven't created an awful lot of separation because the years are still going along quite nicely. But yeah, if they can put the Tigers to bed. This weekend, um, then we'll see. Uh, we'll see what the state of play is. Uh, there, the the NL West we were going to talk about tonight, Moonoff. Um, yep. I know what's going on, man. We've been on forty-five minutes. You know, we're still just uh, we're still just having mild banter. Um, <laughs> the NL West, a great division, um, shaped up really nicely for a couple of reasons. Uh, one of the main reasons we're talking about it is that the uh, Padres have swept the Dodgers again. Uh, yeah, this week. Which takes the Padres with the Padres now got an eight and three record against the Dodgers. Um, but the third, the one of the main reasons uh, that this division is still quite competitive is that the Giants are hanging around. So it's still it's a it's a three um, it's still a three horse race. We've got the as I put the odds up in the show notes, so we've got the Dodgers at minus one fifty, mm-hmm. we've got the Padres at plus two sixty, and then the Giants at plus six fifty. So the Giants have, I mean, absolutely capitulated in price from what they were at the start of the season. Um, uh, the Padres, just, I mean, where do you stand on this? Um, the the Padres, like I say, have gone eight and three against the Dodgers, swept them this week, and um, they've won all seven games since. Uh, Petco Park opened the full capacity yeah. um, a couple of weeks ago. I, did, I was going to ask you, if, is that a real thing? Are they, are they, the Padres, are they, are, they're not something that stood out to me as known for the for vociferous home, uh, home support, particularly, uh, that might just tip them over the edge. So um, uh, what, do, what do you make of all that? Yeah, I think... Um... As for San Diego, <clears throat> sorry, because it is probably one of the only professional sports team left in that city. I know uh, the Chargers moved out of there to LA, and I don't think they don't have a uh, NHL team. So, and they don't have a basketball team either. So, that's the only really professional sports team they have left in San Diego. So, I think the home home field advantage there with the fans being there, it might be something to it because. I've actually visited San Antonio, sorry, San Antonio, San Diego, and I was staying at a hotel that was I could literally look out the window and see see some of um, some of the ballpark there, and it's a very very beautiful facility. So, I, they, for them to fill up the the stadium there, I think that's going to be huge for the Padres and just having fans there, right? Because you when you there's there's no fans in the stadium or in arenas it it kind of maybe it gets kind of boring for the home teams to i guess quote unquote 
maybe play the game because you kind of go out there and perform for the fans and also your team, right? And and having the fans in the in the arena and the stadiums kind of hypes them up more and gets them more excited and, and they perform better. So I think that might be something something too. And I think that's a great note that you found there that they have won what every single game since they opened yeah. up back up hundred percent. So definitely something to keep an eye on. Um, I mean, I don't even know where to start with this division. It's just so crazy because when we had said that we wanted to talk about this division tonight, you take a look at these team stats for these three teams and they are pretty much tops in all the main statistical categories, and particularly on pitching. You take a look at the pitching leaders' team wins. San Francisco's number one. Uh, I'm going to filter this by National League. So number one is the San Francisco Giants. Number two are the Padres, and the number three are the Dodgers in all of the National League. And then if we take a look at earned run average, San Diego's number one. Uh, San Francisco's number three, Dodgers are number four. <clears throat> and then we go to saves, top three teams. Again, all three of those teams. Strikeouts, Padres are number one, Dodgers are number three. So I don't want to sit and rattle off all the numbers, but if you just go to the National League and you filter it, you'll see the Giants, the Dodgers, and the Padres are all tops in every single one of those categories. And it's just crazy to see. I don't remember a last time where I've seen three of these type or three teams from one division dominating statistically uh, in the national league by the same division. Uh, another thing that I also noticed, and I'll get your thoughts also, we can you kind of go back and forth here, but if we take a look at the standings for these teams, um, the only other team that has le- um, allowed least runs is the New York Mets. They've only given up 233 in the entire National League. The next three teams are, again, these three teams, the Giants, the Padres, and the Dodgers. And they have, again, we look at run, we've talked about run differential. They have the three best run differential in the entire National League. So if, I mean, where do you think, I mean, I don't even know, I'd, it's crazy to see because we talk about so much in baseball and in other sports also that there has to be something for one team to differentiate themselves by another team. But it almost seems like these three teams are like neck and neck and everything. Yeah. Um, I'll just have a look at my notes from the preseason pod that we've done and uh, comparing the odds. The Dodgers were minus 250. Uh, so they've drifted out to minus 150. So if you... If you're a Dodgers truth now, they are more of a more of a backable price. It's still not particularly a working man's price. No. Um, the Padres have lengthened um, from plus one eighty eight out to plus two sixty. So, I mean, uh, they're, they're sort of seventy five percent bigger, and and that this is because the Giants have contracted from forty to one uh, down into around about five or six to one. So, it's the Giants that are making the making the odds. But I don't know why the the the, the Padres were like the Padres have, haven't changed. The Padres are really who we thought they were going to be. Um, it's the Dodgers who've been um, slightly off the pace, and the Giants who've been very much above um, what we expected. the The odd thing that jumped out for me in the, on the pitching side of things, we've looked at war quite a lot, and um, 
if you sort these teams uh, by war, then Giants are way down. Um, the way down sort of double figures, 12 or 13, uh, with just 0. 0.4. Yeah. Um, but if you sort it by any other category, uh, then they're way up there. They've got a very similar line to the Dodgers uh, in terms of um, the... Um, the team, the overall team ERA. Mm-hmm. Um, the amount of saves is, is unusual. The, the Giants have had the most saves, which tells you they're playing a few a few more closer games um, and that the bullpen have been doing okay. 27 saves. But then the Padres have got 26 and the Dodgers have got 26. And, all th- and then those three are way ahead um, of, of all the other teams in, in the league. So like you say, they're, they're, they're all very, very, very similar. At this point, so at this point, it's... It, at this point, you've got to kind of get away from the stats yeah. um, because the stats are telling you They're one thing and then have yeah. you seen anything that with your eye or that you know about the teams that are going to distinguish, uh, that's going to make the difference between between the two teams, uh, between the three teams at the end. And I think the Giants... You, the, the only thing, the thing that puts me off Giants is they're just a little bit old and maybe... Um, if you look, the average age is kind of over 30. Yeah. Um, and I don't know when we get to August and September, how much they'll be able to um, sure. carry this on. I mean, they've done all of this without Tommy Lestella as well. You kind of forget that he was one, meant to be one of the major pieces and he he, uh, he hasn't played a game yet this season. Um, I, the, I don't think the the Dodgers and the Padres, they're just going to plod along. If you look at the, the project updated projected full season, uh, standings now you've got the um, so sorry I won't go full to you. for the rest of the season sure. uh, we've got the Dodgers at 52 and 36 mm-hmm. we've got the Padres at 49 and 36 mm-hmm. so winning three games fewer and the Giants at 44 and 44 winning eight games fewer so that gives them a final totals of Dodgers a win 96 the Padres win 94 and the Giants win 92 so that's a four-game spread, uh, two games in between each team. Um, so it all depends. If Do you think a two-game swing? I mean, a two-game swing is absolutely nothing. We're just talking about a, a ball that goes through a gap, a ball that goes through a fielder, uh, a home run that's taken back, something yeah. like that, a blown save. Um, so I don't think you can be taking the minus 150 um, when literally one one ball through a gap um, could, could usurp your entire bet. Um I think I don't think you could back the Giants now because I don't know it's a daft degen thing to say, but they were forty to one, yeah. and when we spoke in uh, May or late April, they were still probably twenty five to one, twenty to one. Uh, so you know, you feel taking five to one about a team that were forty to one seems a little bit, and uh, it's just something that you wouldn't necessarily do. So I think you have to lean Padres at the minute, and because that price is something. Um, it plus two sixty. It's it's a good price for a team to to win a division. Uh, so I, that's the side I would have to come down on. I just think by process of elimination that I couldn't take the other two. Yeah, and it's just so tough because the Giants still have a four game lead in that division. And I mean, we know that four games can disappear within a week or maybe even two weeks. And it, and it seems like every time I'm looking at the standings that the Giants are still sitting up there. The thing with the Giants is that I know they lost Brandon Belt, I believe, yesterday to an injury, and they're still missing all, also Evan Longoria in their lineup. Um, 
and their pitching has not been anything to write home about outside of Kevin Gossman, a guy that we've talked about all season long and we've backed a couple of times, but they just find a way to win, right? And we've talked about right now that the stats aren't really backing them up, so it pretty much comes down to the eye test. Um, for the Dodgers, I mean, we, we I've said that I believe that they have one of the best pitching, starting pitching rotations in the National League with Clayton Kershaw, Trevor Bauer, uh, Walker Buehler, um, and, and the guys in the rotation, David Price, even a, a guy that can either start for you or even come out of the bullpen. And we can go back and take a look at what they've done against their own division. And it, it, they all have 20, 20 wins. All three of those teams have 20 wins. Both the Giants and the Dodgers are 20 and 11. The Padres are 20 and 14. So like you said, I mean, we're just going to have to like, like you said that a robbed home run or a hit that goes up the middle past a defense, a shortstop or a second baseman that can be the difference between winning and losing a game that will come down to this NL West. Um, I know the price is not there anymore for the giants. Like we, like it was in the preseason. Um, but God, man, it's just so tough. I think, I think if the Padres, a gun to my head, I would probably take the Padres. I agree with you on that. But for some reason, my my head is still telling me to to bank on this Giants team. And I think if you're able to find a a prop on one of these books that says that are they going to make the playoffs, I yeah. think that might be one to look at. It might be obviously juiced uh, uh, at minus one fifty or minus one eighty range, but. If you're a believer in this Giants team, I think you could take the division. But if you want a safer play, that that playing to make the playoffs would probably be a better way to look at it. There are no red flags with the Giants. I was I was actively yeah. looking for things that I could tell you to put you off them, um, and there aren't any. There's there's nothing they've done that's been egregious. Um, the the everything they've done holds up. Um, so yeah, I think the. At this point, seem legitimate. Um, I would struggle, and it's a, just a personal DJ thing to take a six to one. But with a team that were forty to one, you just trying to think, okay, that ship sailed. Um, but for the Padres to be a little bit of a bigger price, um, and we're in agreement that the minus one fifty dodge, uh, minus one fifty Dodgers uh, for us at the moment um, wouldn't be a bet. WinBet yeah. is bringing you the action of real sports betting with the Win Las Vegas experience. Get in on all your favourite teams, players and sports games. Generous promos, odds and parlays are happening right now at WinBet. Get started today and you'll receive a special offer up to $500 in risk-free sports bets. Terms and conditions apply. Get the details at wynnbet.com and download the app today. You want some 6-1 to one San Francisco Giants? Go to winbet.com. All the MLB lines are there. Use your $500 bonus. Fill your boots. If you ever feel like you're always on, everything's go, 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 work, friends, family, a million pressing social issues. Sometimes you just need a moment to turn off and hit reset. That's when we reach for a Coors Light. It's made to chill. There's only one beer out there that's literally made to chill. That's Coors Light. It's mountain cold refreshment. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered and cold packaged. It's literally made to chill. Uh, 
I'll be looking forward to a couple of these on Tuesday when England take on Germany. I'll certainly need to chill a little bit. Uh, they always beat us on penalties, uh, so I'll be reaching for a Coors Light. When I need to unwind after our final penalty sails over the crossbar at 10 o'clock on Tuesday, uh, get Coors Light and the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. The Coors Brewing, Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado, and as always, celebrate or commiserate that penalty flying over the crossbar responsibly. We're brought to you by PropSwap, America's number one app to buy and sell sports bets. Find the best odds on NBA Championship and Stanley Cup futures when you buy directly from other bettors on PropSwap. See a ticket you like, but think the price is too high? Submit a bid for a price you think is fair, then buy it. Every ticket purchased on PropSwap can be resold at any time with one click of a button. And PropSwap gives you a suggested price tool to let you know how much your ticket is worth. Last week, a PropSwap customer purchased a Milwaukee Bucks championship future for $150 when they were 1-0 down versus the Nets and then resold it for $1,000 after the Bucks won Game 7. With PropSwap, your bet doesn't need to win in order to make money. It just needs to improve. Think of it like the stock market, but for sports betting. Use the promo code SGP on your first deposit. Receive up to $500 in bonus cash. Go to PropSwap.com or download the PropSwap app today. The SGP app is now live in the App Store and Google Play Store. The app gives you easy access to all our picks and podcasts. Don't forget to toss us an app review. Download the SGP app today. Uh, Moonaf, this week in MLB, there's a couple of good series um, this weekend. Yeah. Uh, we obviously have the uh, <clears throat> Yankees and the Red Sox this weekend. So, you know, I think if you're a fan of baseball, regardless if you're a fan of either of these teams, one of the best if not the best rivalry in all of baseball, um, I will be watching that one for sure. It's going to be interesting because the Yankees bat seem like they're starting to come around and we know the um, Red Sox uh, offense is still one of the tops in the league. So I think we might see a lot of runs in these, uh, in this series. Uh, well, so we have uh, Oakland A's and giants. I think that's going to be a sneaky good one. You know, if you like yeah. pitching and uh both of these teams are, you know, our giants are like we just talked about in the NL West uh, fighting for that division. And the A's are, you know, trying to keep on or stay um, in close uh, contention with the Astros. You know, they're on a 10 game winning streak. I think the last one for me was what did I write down? The uh, Cubs and the Dodgers. Yeah. So, yeah, that's right. um, you know, obviously Dodgers, anytime they're in a series against anybody, it's almost like must see TV, but uh, they take on the Chicago Cubs this weekend. I think uh, that'll be another fun series to keep your eye on um, as far as the three series that I kind of liked. Yeah, there was a couple of divisional series caught my eye and it was the, the Phillies and the Mets and the Nationals and the Marlins yeah. um, because that uh, that division is still quite tight. The Mets, are, the Mets are hanging on and look like they're going away. The Nationals have got hot all of a sudden. The Nationals have won nine of the last ten. Um yeah. And they're on a streak of one four. They've made it up into second. Um, and really, all going all the way back to, to Miami, you, you can't quite rule Miami out. Um, but no, that's a, the that division looks quite good for And we'll probably, maybe even Sunday night, Moon, after we might break that one down. Uh, that one yeah. and the NL Central uh, are the two that have been keeping us guessing, mm-hmm. guessing all season. Uh, so get to our picks, Moon, Yeah. Uh, well, right, we need to change something up. I'll tell you what we'll do. Right. Why don't you lead it off? 
I'm going to lead it off. I'm going to lead it off with Will Moorman's picks. I'm okay. going to throw him under the bus. So the baseball betting gods might not be listening that closely. These might, and they might think these are my picks. Uh, and so I'll claim them later on. Uh, Will has sent his picks in. He's not going to do a recording for us this week. He's having some gremlins in the system. Um, so Saturday night, uh, Will has gone for he's gone for two money line bets on Saturday for his lock and his dog. Um, he's got the Twins and Kent Maeda. On Saturday, who were they playing? Let me just drag this up. I should have wrote that down, huh? Let well, you should have done more, but you know, it's not a problem. The Minnesota uh, Twins. I'm a professional man. If Let's have a look. Uh, Cleveland Indians, Saturday. Where is it? They play, oh, there uh, it is, yeah. Uh, yeah, Sam Hentges yeah. Uh, for the Cleveland Indians, who I've watched a little bit. He was, was a long reliever, and he comes out and makes his spot starts when, in, when Cleveland need him to. Uh, Maid has been better lately. Um, he's got a 4.853 or a record of three and two. So that's Will's money line uh, lock. And his dog is on Saturday is uh, the Reds against the Braves. Um, Will is fading, fading the Reds, fading Lewis Castillo. Yep. Uh, so the pick is Ian Anderson of the Braves. Um, Castillo, I had a look actually when I was looking to make my picks uh, earlier on. I considered um, Castillo and then clicked on his numbers and then very quickly re- uh, very quickly reconsidered. <laughs> um, it's just, I thought, I had it in my head that he was getting better uh, and he wasn't. It's getting worse. The, the, the ERA is at 5.83, but I think his last, uh, this month, his ERA is somewhere about nine. Um, and yeah, I do like Ian, uh, Ian Anderson of the Braves. So um, there are there Will's two picks. Um, Moonaf, yeah, you can go next up. What have you got? Yeah, uh, I'll start with my lock. It's going to be a total this week, and it's going to be a team that we had, or a division that we just discussed was the Arizona Diamondbacks are visiting the San Diego Padres, and I'm going to go with the over on Saturday. This should probably come out around eight and a half, possibly nine. Um, it's going to be Corbin Martin versus Chris Paddock for the Padres. Corbin Martin, four appearances season. Uh, he's had two starts. He's had two uh, two times where he's come out of the bullpen. He's faced the Dodgers and the uh, Giants twice in both appearances. So he's faced in the four appearances, been the Dodgers twice and the Giants twice. He's pitched 15 and two-thirds innings, uh, allowing 20 hits, 15 earned runs. 12 walks to 13 strikeouts in his last two appearances. He hasn't made it out of the fourth inning allowed a combined six earned runs over. I think it's been six innings that he's pitched in his last two appearances and Chris Paddock on the mound for the Padres. His numbers are not great this season. All of his splits um, for as far as his ERAs are all above four overall ERA, his home and road splits his day and night splits. So there's no significant, um, split where he's better that than he's other. He's just been consistently bad. Um, Paddock has two appearances this season against the Diamondbacks. He's gone nine and a third innings in those two appearances. He's given up 10 hits, uh, allowed eight runs, and five of those have been earned runs. And the D-backs are batting 256 against him. So um, it seemed like the D-backs were kind of turning it around this this week, um, but hopefully they can get uh, their bats going. And we know what the Padres' bats can do. Uh, with uh, uh, Tatis Jr. and uh, Eric Hosmer and Manny Machado. So 
Uh, I'm looking at the over, should be eight and a half, possibly nine in this matchup on Friday night. For my dog, uh, Sunday afternoon, I'm going to go with the Angels' first five innings money line. Uh, this is a different approach. Uh, it'll be the, not the full game, but the first five innings money line versus the Tampa Bay Rays. Uh, Patrick Sandoval is on the mound for the Angels, going up against Ryan Yarborough for the Rays. Patrick Sandoval has been solid for the Angels this season. He has a 3.69 ERA. He does have a 4.15 ERA on the road, but in the in total over the 13 innings pitched on the road, he's allowed six earned runs, but four of those six runs were against the hot bats of the Astros back on May 12th. So since then, he's only given up two earned runs on the road um, since then. Um Sandoval has seen the Rays this season, but it was only for two innings, but he did strike out for the six batters that he saw in that span. Rays have Yarborough on the mound. He's been struggling. He has a 4.59 ERA, one and uh, two record at home with a 5.40 ERA. In his last two starts, Yarborough has given up five earned runs in each of those starts in a total of 16 runs, 14 of which have been earned runs. Uh, this is going to be, like I said, a first five innings money line bet. I don't trust the Angels bullpen, so that's why I'm going with the first five uh, first five innings money line for the Angels on Sunday. So my two picks will be the over in the Arizona and Padres game with Corbin Martin and Chris Paddock going on Friday. And then Sunday afternoon, Angels first five innings money line with Patrick Sandoval going for the Angels and Ryan Yarborough for the Tampa Bay Rays. Excellent. There's a, there's a few things I like in there. I'm a, uh, I'm a big fan of Patrick Sandoval. I've had my eye on him for a couple of seasons. Yeah. Expecting him to break out. Um, Yarbrough, I think I faded him maybe three or four weeks ago uh, when obviously he was outstanding. Um, but, and the, but the reasons that um, I faded him are reasons that you've picked out. Kind of a Blake Snell light a little bit. I think mm-hmm. he was okay when he comes in following an opener, but when they've transitioned him to a to a full on starter role, he does struggle a little bit. He's quite he's quite a soft thrower and paints the corners. Uh, but yeah, I think the Angels can definitely get to him. And I love the safety net you've put in there of uh, not having to trust the Angels bullpen to get it yeah. done because that's something else that's something else that's burned me. Yeah, over uh, over the early part of this season as well. Um, my two moon off. I am unashamedly going to steal one of your, one of steal one of your little systems uh, for my lock on huge uh, on Friday night. I'm going to take Houston um, minus one and a half on the run line. Uh, Fran Bavaldez uh, starts for them. It's against Detroit. It's against Willie Peralta, um, who came in and just made the one spot start last week. Um, you've um, rode the horse quite a few times of uh, Houston. Um, how many? If the top year it was, how many games did they win uh, by two plus? It was they had a great record of uh, of winning by it was something like twenty two, if twenty six or something that they'd won by by two runs or over something like that. Is that I right? Think it was up to like thirty five last time we talked about oh, well. it. But uh, you finish it. I'll, I'll get an updated number for you. Um, so yeah, that's where we're going on. Uh, with my lock, it's like I say. I need, I need to, uh, I need to get a couple of W's on the board. So this isn't isn't hugely original, but I think the the minus one and a half uh, will make it a, a backable price. So we'll take Valdez against Willie Peralta uh, on Friday night. Uh, my dog, um, I'm going to take uh, the Nationals at Miami, and it's John Lester at Pablo uh, Pablo Lopez is taking the for Miami, and I think that that fact that it is Lopez will make uh, the Nationals a dog here. John Lester's been um, 
In fact, I think you picked him a few weeks ago, Munaf, yeah. and you kind of turned turned me on to him because his overall numbers weren't stellar, but the, the, he's he's an improver. Um, if you go back one, two, three, four, five, I'm going back seven starts here. His ERA on May the twenty second was five point three three. Um, start by a start, it's then gone to four point nine, four point three, four point one, four, three point nine. So he shaved off. Um, a quarter of a point every time he takes the hill. So he's now going along at 3.96. His June ERA uh, in his four starts so far is 2.61. Mm-hmm. Um, I just mentioned that the Nationals are hot. They've uh, taken nine out of their last 10 games. Um, Pablo Lopez is the, the player that makes the price. I do like him. Uh, he's an excellent pitcher. Um, but he had a little bit of the Jacob de Grom's about him. The Miami do struggle to get him over the line. Um, he's... He's three and four, um, I think. And I'm just going to pull his numbers up because there was something caught my eye about Lopez as well. Um, and I think it was a... Yeah, here he is. It was an alternate start thing that he's been going... He's been kind of going good start, bad start. Um, so this one, this one's due due to be uh, one of the bad ones. It was the, the last... I'm just waiting for my... Uh, for my Wi-Fi to kick in. So yeah, um, Lopez. I think he's got. Um, oh, I can't find it. But anyway, the, he'd, he'd gone. He'd gone. A, he'd had a strong start, and then I think he'd thrown something like three innings. Then he had a strong start, and then he, he hadn't managed to get out the fourth inning last time. Uh, so I think this time, uh, judging wow. by that, judging by that, then we're looking at we're looking at a, a, a weaker start this time, and the fact that Leicester is improving. The Nationals are improving. And uh, I, th- I think Leicester will be a dog. And I think he's one of my favourite dogs on the board uh, this week. Yeah. Um, I found the uh, Astros. Uh, so 43 of their wins have been by two or more runs. So it, it, we talk about sometimes that these trends are are kind of boring, but if it's, I think the saying goes that if it's not broken, don't try to fix it. So if you'd like to, I've said this over and over again, if you like the Astros, take the run line, just, just don't double think it, just take it because sometimes most of the time now, because they're such a good team, one of the best teams in baseball, they're going to get those prices that the Dodgers put out every single night. They're going to be up to minus, you know, 175 minus 200. And you'll be able to find that run line anywhere from plus money to maybe a minus 110. So Definitely, I would continue to keep riding that Astros uh, run line bets, um, especially they're going up against you know a, a good team in the t- or not a good team, but a team that that's frisky and they they like to fight and and they they play well. But I think there'll just be too much for the pitching of the Tigers to handle. So definitely, I'll I'll I'll, I'll double stamp that Astros uh, run line for sure. Excellent, um, uh, Nick Dant, uh, one and one last week. Nick's going to. He's picked out a lock and a dog for us. Uh, we can hear from Nick now. Gentlemen, what's going on? NC Nick here, and I got your Major League Baseball lock and dog of the weekend. Let's start with the lock, shall we? I like the Indians over the Twins on Friday evening. This is all about fading Randy Dobnak. He's 1-6 with a 7.83 ERA. 
Meanwhile, the Indians have Cal Quantrill on the mound, and uh, he's only allowed one run in his last nine innings pitched. He is 0-2 on the season due to a lack of run support, meaning he is overdue to get his first win of the year, and it will happen on Friday. For my dog, I'm going to take you to the uh, the Sunday evening matchup, the big Red Sox versus Yankees matchup. I know my man Moonoff will be watching this one. Uh, you know, the Yankees should be favored with Cole on the mound and call this a hunch play, but I think the Red Sox get the better of the Yankees. Perhaps I'm just trying to uh, score points with the host here, but yeah, man, Red Sox over Yankees. That's my dog. There you go. That's my lock. That's my dog. Have a good weekend. Let it ride. Okay, there you go. Thank you very much, Nick. Good luck with those. Um, and there was one other thing, Moon, after that, I have found that would possibly we could talk about uh, maybe next Thursday if it's sure. uh, if it's still around. On my um, book that I'm using over here, uh, for these weekend series that start tomorrow, the four-game series, uh, we've got a little mini-series winner market. Um, so I've got um, do you do you have these markets in the states? I've got yeah. uh, Baltimore and Toronto. Mm-hmm. Um, does that does that start tonight? Baltimore and Toronto think, does go off tonight. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, so it confuses me because it, what it says here it says Friday. It's seven minutes past midnight. Well, obviously I would call that so Saturday, but uh, it is after midnight. So they are technically correct. So they've got the winners of the four games. So they've got Baltimore three point seven five and Toronto one point two eight. So all of these four game series that start. Uh, tonight, uh, Atlanta, Cincinnati, uh, Houston, and Detroit, etc. Uh, this Nationals Marlins, yeah, might be a good one. Uh, I would lean towards the Nationals there. I've already given one winner of the four there with John Lester. So, and the fact the Nationals are going so well, Nationals are underdogs. They're uh, 1.95 against Miami at 1.86. So, do you, do you get little uh, mini series bets? Yeah, and, and the thing that you well, two, two points I kind of want to make about this. I think this is a great learning point for, for our listeners too, is that if it is a four-game series, keep in mind that some of these books are going to only price it by the first three games of that series. So if they're playing tonight, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, it'll only be Friday, sa- tonight, tomorrow, and Saturday. And they won't count that Sunday game. So if you think you're getting a split and you're getting your money back, it's not true because it'll say that it's best out of three, not best out of four. Um, okay, I didn't know that. That is yeah, a good so, I did actually think I was going to get on the live chat and maybe speak to them because I didn't know if it finishes 2-2 two, two, where that's going to be a push because that would that would affect these odds for me, uh, yeah. whether or not you wanted to take Washington at 1.95, knowing you'd get your money back if it, if it was a 2-2 two, two push. Um, so I was going to ask that question. Yeah, so make sure on your books, if you see these MLB uh, series prices, that uh, dig a little deeper and, and read the rules on it. Because on my book, when I pulled it up, it says uh, game node best out of three games. So it'll be the first three games. The second okay, because these two have in brackets four games. Yeah. Um, it says mini series win have four games. Oh, it does um, say that? Uh, yeah, mine, mine have got bracket, yeah, brackets okay. four games. But, um, so, but I didn't know whether the push would count as a loser because... Why don't they just price up the pushes like a, like a football match? Yeah. So a team one wins, team two wins, or it's a draw. If yeah. the draw is a legitimate outcome, yeah. price it up as a legitimate outcome. I don't really understand. So, right. um, so yeah, I, I didn't know if uh, 
if if that was something that you that, that got priced up over there because I've never seen it I've never seen it on this book at all I always check this is my main baseball book that I use yeah uh, and I check before uh, most nights and before we record these pods so if the if these are up maybe next Thursday we could try and uh, we could try and get ahead of the curve and and pick some series winners for the weekend yeah and uh, last point I did want to make about this is that. Uh, some of these books or most books should offer something that's called open parlays, which means that if you like a series that you can just parlay one night's money line with the next night's money line. And you may be able uh, to get, okay. You might be able yep. to get better odds on it versus what the, what the full MLB series price is offering. So instead of you having to worry about three games, if you've identified two games that you like with uh, with a certain team, let's just say, for example, Nationals and Marlins, since you like John Lester, you'll probably take his money line for one night, leave it as open parlay, and then fill that with another game for the Nationals. You probably probably will get better odds versus what the books are offering. Good knowledge, Munaf. Thank you very much. Uh, well, we filled in a right lot of time there. Uh, loads to talk about. Thank you very much. Uh, it's been good fun, as always. Uh, thank you, everyone, for listening. We do appreciate your support. Um, subscribe to Apple Podcasts. Um, like and subscribe and everything else. Uh, leave ratings and reviews. Uh, it's very important uh, for our network to keep growing. Uh, we're on Apple and Spotify. As usual, the tally side stuff. Uh, anything for you, you Muna? No, uh, yeah, definitely make sure to check out uh, our podcast. If you haven't subscribed yet or left us a rating or review, please do so. It really helps us out. Um, make sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts. We're on Spotify also, so make sure to subscribe wherever you find your podcast. Like Malcolm says, it helps us grow our show in our, in our SGPN network. So please, if you haven't left us a review or a rating, please do so. And uh, make sure to check out our sportsgamblingpodcast.com website. Like I said, we have our picks up there every single day. Just hit that MLB tab and MLB picks, and you'll see all of our picks along with all the other sports too. We have UFC. Uh, you know, my man, Jeff Fox, and, and his uh, co-host there are doing great work there. We have the NBA Gambling Podcast. Uh, fantasy football with Rod. Uh, I was listening to one of their podcasts last night. He, that guy has so much energy, man. I, I need to take a page out of his book, but so much great stuff happening on sports gambling podcast network. Make sure to subscribe, download the app. Uh, it's so much easier to, for me to go to the app and, and download the app and, and pick up the uh, podcasts that are new from there. And it gives you a push notification. So, you know, when it drops, but definitely uh, make sure to subscribe and get that app, uh, the SGPN app. Just go to your app store or Google Play Store. Just put an SGPN and you'll see the, the SGPN icon that's black and red and make sure to download it and leave us a rate and review and a comment for us. Five star, hopefully. Absolutely, yes. Echo everything Moonaf says. Uh, cheers, Moonaf. Enjoy your weekend. A little yes, bit sir. quieter on the sports front, maybe a little bit of, little bit of golf and a uh, little bit of baseball uh, before everything kicks off again next week. So, um, hopefully, we've we've had enough clear thoughts to pick some winners this weekend. Um, I'll speak to you on Sunday night. Uh, thank you, everyone, for listening. Enjoy your weekend, and we'll see you down the road. Mm-hmm.